Hey, everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? On your Twitter timeline this weekend, Mm -hmm. what debate was testier? The debate over the college football playoff system Mm -hmm. or the debate over the AEW Continental Classic scoring system? (laughs) This is such an unfair question because so many more people care about Football. Wait, I don't know what your time. Listen, there was a, a, my a lot, timeline, a lot of AEW chatter this weekend. Yeah, of course, of course, and and the Continental Classic is 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 going to be uh, very interesting. But I think the this is the first of its real kind. I think on the on the United States front, I think the closest one we could relate to is the G one Climax. And even as a uh-huh. fan of G one Climax matches, even I'm still kind of iffy on how round robin scoring systems really work. My math. You know, nobody nobody told me they'd be math in, in my wrestling fandom. But football, y- you don't lose a game in a Power 5 conference. One would assume that you would end up playing for a national championship. And uh, as long as AEW doesn't do that, I'm sure they can avoid a lot more craziness. But yeah, my God. Sorry. Well, I think we're used to the football style shenanigans in wrestling, this right? It's true. like, oh... Th- Oh, you deserve the shot, but guess what? You're not gonna get it. Where you're not gonna, you know, like that's a storyline. Of is course, true. I guess, I guess in that in that line of thinking, you know, Florida State would <sighs> would miss out, but somehow win the title next year, and it would be even more more mean. The, the worst part about it is it's so so they're expanding to a 12 team playoff next year. So this would be like you know not knowing how to score the Continental Classic this one year. And mm-hmm. like Eddie Kingston, who's lost two matches already, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, next year we're going to count like, I don't know, something stupid, like like length of time in the match. <laughs> and you would have been you would have been in the semifinals okay. using okay. last year's rules. OK, well, I don't want to spend too long on football. The only difference with the bigger playoff is it's going to be more teams complaining, but it's going to be more people up on top who made it into the playoff to drown out those voices. Right. This, there's always people complaining every year because everybody only figures out how CFB playoff works when their team is the one getting screwed. It's not exactly the same in the Continental Classic because, you know, we all have favorites, but no one really saying someone's getting screwed yet. I will say this. If you can't figure out the Continental Classic scoring system, I think that's sort of a you problem. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a you, Kaz. I'm saying that's a fans. Oh, no. And I'm- guess what? And guess what? If you're not in on the math, if math isn't your thing, if figuring out isn't your thing, you can also just watch. Yeah. And, the, and the wrestlers are going to end up in the ring. And at the end, there's going to be two wrestlers in the ring to decide who wins. You know, like it's not that complicated. It's really if not. If you just want to ignore the graphic, you're just looking for something to complain about. 
making wrestling more complicated is what we've been begging for for years. Yeah. This is like a, it's a real thing. No, I didn't know this many people were were were, were confused by the scoring system. I think Will Washington's bunch- out here defending it. Like they're, <laughs> they're have to, they have to like they, people are so many people are talking about it that they have to like AEW has to like explain what they're doing again. It's it makes sense. Mm. It's not that hard. Yeah. Anytime Robin tournament. Anytime we have discussions or like we talk to listeners of the show. And they'll say something along the lines of, you think fans are stupid or something? You got to mm-hmm. say, yeah, I think a little bit. <laughs> I think that's sort of the point. Um, that's why kind of that's why this industry has worked for so long, because most fans are kind of yeah, cuckoo. a little bit. Not that smart. A little bit. But well, that's why we love them. They're you know, all threes. You can't count by three. Is that so hard? You can't count by three. There's been nothing else. There's been threes and zeros. You add them up at the end. And here's the even worse thing. Even if you don't know math, if you watch the wrestlers, you could tell by who's upset and who's happy who's winning in the scoring system. How about that? Like it's yeah. probably just just follow the matches and I think you'll you'll make out okay, you know? I think you're good. I think they're gonna do okay. And they're having a lot of good matches along the way. Let's uh we got a lot to talk about today. Let's start the show. Let's go. Cool. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the and you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, bro. How about yourself, man? I'm doing okay. Still a little bit under the weather. It's never going to end. You sound a lot better than he did on Thursday, I must tell well, you. I'm awake this time, so that's helpful. Uh, um, you sounded like he was in the somebody's putting you in the Boston Crab for a while. Like he was just, <laughs> you was just you was just out of breath what? after five. What would be the hardest wrestling move to do a podcast while in? Ooh. Is it the Boston Crab? It's, it's gotta be the Boston Crab. Are you kidding me? Somebody's just sitting on your 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 back and stomach and diaphragm. How do you even take deep breaths in the Boston Crab? You know? What would be harder? The Boston Crab or the or earthquake doing the what was his finisher called the avalanche was his finisher move not what would he just sat on you or just like big splash to you i guess uh you know the sudden impact would make it hurt but i think the elongated you know submission like the boston crab could last anywhere from five to like five seconds to five minutes a a quick splash it's gonna hurt for about three seconds that'll get up off you but hogan out for a while the worst though because your legs crossed you still yeah, we're not talking about just like like extremity injuries. Yeah, yeah like true. it would be or yeah. the crossface. I mean, sure. The crossface, true. The the mouth, the hand is over your mouth a little bit. Neck, you know what I mean? Back. Neck is pulled back. You know, <laughs> what's the easiest wrestling move to to podcast during? Like, I would I would have to say a full Nelson, maybe a master lock. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you still, you just got to awake. You. If you're awake, you yeah, you to sleep. Of course, it'll hurt, but like you know, it's not gonna. It's just you just gotta put your head down a little bit, four. just talk right into the microphone. Ah, oh, okay. have you ever been put in a figure four, Brian? Yeah, the figure four is one of the most legitimately painful no, wrestling no, moves there is. Compared to the rest is, of them, 
Painful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no, the e- the, by far, the easiest the easiest wrestling hold to do a podcast through is Cena's STF <laughs> because it, like, it never touches you. <laughs> he just kind of squeezes your cheeks together with his biceps. <laughs> just getting you know, a little, like, you know, getting a little light pressure on your back from you know? leaning on you, and that's it. And it, and it does um, kind of give you a nice little hamstring stretch that you would do on your own anyway. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it kind of feels good. You know, you get loose. You know, like it, yeah. like it, and you have a great special guest on the show, John Cena, <laughs> the whole way through. Word, and he won't have to obstruct his voice or anything. You could, we could have in the whole when we get John Cena on the podcast. If we do this in person, like put us in the STF, and we got a podcast for at least five minutes to prove this theory right or wrong, if it's possible. He's gonna be so mad at the insinuation <laughs> that he's just gonna lock it in real tight. Oh yeah. Didn't, isn't got, the story that he sure stopped doing it? The business, didn't definitely. he do it super light because he actually took Edge? Didn't he? Didn't he? Like make Edge pass out or some make somebody pass out he, right at the beginning when he started doing? I don't. It? I don't know which one, but you could go back in some of the, like the, the crazier John Cena matches. There's like four or five STFs that he he locked on pretty tight. He was just like, God yeah. damn, that's if I remember correctly. I think Edge was one. I think JBL could have been another one. Uh, man. Um, there were yeah, some he, ones where he was he was he was he was not letting go. And that muscle, that bicep, when that gets around you, bro, that is there's no escape from that shit at all. Anyway. Yeah. Is John Cena coming back for WrestleMania? Or is he done? Uh, I would I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. I mean, done. not done, done, but like this the run is over. He's back to Hollywood. He's yeah. got people whose careers depend on him. He's very conscientious about that. I mean, it seems to me, uh, I mean, if if he had a if, if I had a chance to get him on WrestleMania, I think a John Cena United States title match with Logan Paul or something. You know what I mean? Like I think Logan Paul. Okay, well, let's do it. Let's let's do let's let's talk about. We've today we're gonna fantasy book WrestleMania. I also want to talk a little bit about wrestlers of the year because I was talking about this with Cal, uh, who you all know is uh, one of Brian's co-hosts on Wednesday Worldwide, also the <laughs> wrestling editor of the Ringer.com. Um, and we were trying to figure out who well. He, he 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 was he, we were talking about swerve okay and without giving too much away i was just like why why do, why do we do that why don't we just do wrestlers of the year because you know and and swerve is the wrestler of the year right and then we started talking about it like oh wait there's so many people who are so like, you know many. wrestlers of the year the the list is so high we got to do like a sudden death wrestlers of the year because <laughs> Well, they, there's 30 more days. There's at least 30 more days to... to yeah, just when you thought that like Brian Danielson had been quiet enough for a while and, and on his terms mm-hmm. to not be in the running, he goes out and has that match with Eddie Kingston. And you're just like, oh, well... And then you're like, oh, well, the MJF feud happened this year, mm-hmm. right? They got like a 12-star match. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that was this... You know, and then you're like, okay, so he's he's definitely in the running. I mean, Danielson's never out of the running. Danielson's just just every match he does is just hammer and chisel putting his face on Mount Rushmore. Um, MJF. Well, I mean, MJF, we've talked about more about MJF than just about anybody else this year. True. True. And every match he has is a certified banger. True. True. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's plenty to choose from. I mean, we had, uh, you know, Rosenberg had Shawn Michaels on the Friday, something, 
Oh yeah, this week, and he said, uh, left up to him, the MVP of WWE this year would be Dominic Mysterio, who's well. MVP is different than Wrestler of the Year, but uh, you know, I mean, Dom you can make a case. He had a huge year. He definitely did. Um, I mean, you know, Will Ospreay w- would be in there too. I mean, you can't you can't mm-hmm. discount him and the year he's had as far as uh, quality matches, big you know, the big time contract he signed in Wembley Stadium, of course. Um, let me let me do let me do an either roar. Okay, okay, let's do that. Cody Rhodes or L.A. Knight? Ah, Cody Rhodes. I think the Brock Lesnar feud puts him over the top. That's still my favorite thing he did. Brian's <laughs> nodding along. You agree, Brian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Cody Brock Lesnar. You don't feud think was... there's something you don't. OK, I don't disagree, but you don't think that there's something like existentially special about L.A. Knight's 2023? Oh, for sure. I think I think he had I think and this is to no, no slight to L.A. Knight at all. Well, I guess it is, it's, it's a slight to 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 Max Dupree or whatever his name was uh-huh. and not a slight to L.A. Knight. He had so much room to gain because he was so low in the totem pole and going from where he uh-huh. was to where he is. Yeah. You could make the case that nobody has made up more ground as being a top guy this year than LA Knight. but it's just as far as straight up wrestler of the year, the whole shebang carrying, carrying shows, being at every show, wrestling, every show, having meaningful matches coming back from losing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though he did lose at WrestleMania, it was still a phenomenal match and, a, and an incredible spectacle. And the buildup was fire and debut, he won yeah, the Royal Rumble. Not the debut, but the return from injury. Yeah. yeah. Like he won the Royal Rumble to kick off the year. Like he had an incredible year despite True. quote unquote, not winning the big one. And you know, whatever people may say about whether that was the right decision or not, he's still clearly at worst, a top two, top three wrestler of the year. Okay. I got another either or. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley or Becky Lynch. Ooh, this is so. This is the one I had the biggest, the biggest uh, trouble deciding. Right, like I think, I think my gut reaction is to go Rhea Ripley because of Judgment Day and everything. Uh, just their ubiquitous, her significance, yeah, her, her overall significance. But think about what Becky Lynch did yeah. for NXT. Think about what like every match, every feud Becky Lynch has had, yeah, has been about like building the bedrock of the future of the company. Yeah, Becky Lynch had a year where she elevated everything she was a part of. Whether it was a title match, whether it was a feud, whether it was going to NXT, whether it was putting people on, whether it was tag team matches, the Trish Stratus stuff, like the Zoe Stark stuff, like everything she did was about being selfless. And even though she was NXT champion for a while, it was all about just putting you know, and tag team champion, but everything that she did was about elevating something in the women's division. And I think that was very uh, deliberate as well. And who knows, man, um, as, as you know, I'm, I, I, Rhea Ripley is awesome. She is a, she is a, she is a absolute megastar now. Um, but you can't discount what Becky Lynch has done all year long, but I, I'm I, So I'm going to, I'm gonna have to side with Becky, man. I think Becky has low key had a, a a stronger year than than Rhea Ripley. I guess just off the strength of volume of matches, I'll give the slight edge to Becky. I don't even know what to do because now <laughs> I have my I have my editor's hat on, right? I'm like having these conversations with Cal, and I'm just like, no, this has got to be a real yeah. informed decision. This isn't just a passionate fan one for sure. <laughs> when you're talking about female wrestler of the year, where wrestle purists have put put a put a tweet up. They got a lot of people talking and it was, I think Becky and Rio were both on there and Julia was on there. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I mean, you oh, can make Athena. the case for Athena. And it's Athena, yes. Athena was on. There. Yes, yes. Now, if you want to go, if you, I mean, I don't know who you make the case for in the AEW main roster, right? I mean, I guess you could say Tony Storm, which had a hell of a year. Her matches are always really good, mm-hmm. but it's been a little bit round robin over there. Athena is a, there's a really strong case, but they don't do her any favors by the way that they overall treat AEW. I mean, Ring of Honor within the Ring of Honor TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure why. All the Ring of Honor belts are like, and Ring of Honor champs are constantly on AEW TV, but Athena doesn't get the call. Like, she's the best wrestler on the freaking roster. It's so strange. But at least you have like the plausible when you're when you're making these arguments. This is like the college football playoff system. You got to make you got to figure out your you get a you have plausible deniability, right? You have plausible deniability, and you can just say, well, whatever. Ring of Honor is not. Even AEW, it's not, and it's certainly not WWE. So I can, you know, it's not quality of competition so much. It's just uh, we can sidebar that for now. True, but I mean, even even with all that, I mean, what about what, what about a year that Tiffany Stratton had, or what about you know yeah. Ro- Roxanne Perez, or you know the NXT well, woman peak year? But I do like I do like what they're doing with. Her. I mean, I, I feel um, like overall, like the best women's wrestling probably took place. In NXT this year, you know what I mean? Just bar, yeah. just just match for match. I mean, every you know whether it was it had to do with Becky's run, the rise of this whole new crop of dope women, and you know the fact that you know a lot of times they get more time on NXT than they would on a Raw or SmackDown. Like I think you True. can make the argument that you know it's the women's of, wrestling. I mean, the, the Rhea Becky thing is sort of, is sort of it's it's a, it's a hard it's fun to imagine how we're going to look back on this period in the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we look back at the peak years of pro wrestling, we look back at the Attitude Era. The female wrestlers that we think about were icon, were icons, sort of separate from the women's division, right? right. China, right? Lita, Trish. You know, they had matches and stuff. Lita and Trish obviously did, but it was about them as characters and really their significance to the men's roster. Though, I mean, the, the overall product. And you could say, I guess, that makes the case for Rhea Ripley a little bit, right? I mean, she's, I mean, if, if that's the way that we're going to look back on this, but what Becky's doing is changing the course of history in a certain way. Becky, what Becky's year has been is, has been about making sure we don't look back on this era as women only matter when they're you know, as it relates to the rest of the wrestling universe. Yeah. She's so, had, she's had a year similar to like John Cena's United States title run where it's like, he's kind of done everything. And the main roster, I mean, the main event scene is getting a little crowded. So she took a main, a, 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 a mid-level title uh, and just put it on the map and, you know, made people every single week. I think, you know, the John Cena, Becky Lynch sort of year that she's had, you know, a lot of folks that are even John Cena haters or not, I won't even say John Cena haters, but people that were just indifferent on John Cena, even they had to be like, hey, man, this dude. You know, you got to respect what he's doing. And I think the same could be said for Becky Lynch, where it's like, even if you're not a Becky Lynch supporter, you got to appreciate what she's done in taking what was essentially, uh, you know, she treated, essentially treated the NXT women's title like the into women's intercontinental championship. <laughs> where it's just like, I'm just going to take this title. The, the women do not have a mid-level championship that is a fighting championship, and I'm going to turn it into this. And that's what she did. And she made uh, Lyra Valkyrie out it. It's true. We haven't even talked about EO Sky. He's yeah. at all the year. 
Yeah, ba- uh, I mean Bailey's coming on strong Bailey. at the at the end of the year. Like, I mean, not so we're not. I mean, I, Bianca Belair does not deserve to be in this conversation. I say that with such great love. What a strange space she's in. But there, but you know, I think we'll see a big turnaround for her in the next year for sure. Her significance and everything else for sure. She takes um, she takes a must deserve time off. I would say too. Sari, a lot of people are gonna say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again. I don't know about this company she's working for now. Trinity Fatu, man. Mm-hmm. What about Trinity? I mean, she, yeah. you know, she put on for impact. She's doing intergender matches. She's mm-hmm. possibly, arguably, the biggest draw in that company in the in the, in the year where they really saw an upswing in, in popularity. Yep. I mean, you could throw you could throw Trinity's name in there too. Yeah, so a can. lot of people, a lot of people who had great years. I don't know, man. This is so tough. Amy Hater. I mean, thankfully, we don't actually have to do it, but Athena's year has been absolutely sick and mm-hmm. julia too i think julia julia might be the answer if you want to like make the athena pick like factor in bigger stakes i don't know man i don't know um but i'm taking becky whoa, Lynch. Whoa, that's my answer how did we get here oh we're talking we're talking about wrestlers of the year within well, let's just do the other side then okay this episode is brought to you by ebay motors Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Who's your male wrestler of the year? You, you don't have, this doesn't have to be final. Just throw out a name. We'll argue about it. Mm. Like is Roman Reigns in the running? Has he wrestled enough to be the wrestler of the year? Yeah, he can't. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I understand Roman's significance. Obviously, you won't find a bigger acknowledger and tribal <laughs> chief supporter uh, than myself. But I mean, it's hard to put him as as a wrestler. He's definitely the biggest draw. He's definitely the biggest star. I mean, obviously, all the superlatives goes without saying. But you know, he just didn't wrestle enough. It's hard for me to. <laughs> To have him as my wrestler of the year, I, we haven't talked about anybody on this podcast as much. We've talked about CM Punk. Is he in, is he allowed to be in the running for wrestler of the year? <laughs> he, we got to make up a different award for him. He's he's he's. We could we could we could give we, CM. We Punk could make a, up a different award for him, or just acknowledge <laughs> that we're saying pro wrestler of the year. In yeah. which case, he's winning, right? I mean, like there's got there are years where like Hulk Hogan was pro wrestler of the year. I'm sure just working the same 12 minute match all around the circuit, you know, yeah. where he did three moves and like, you know, put his ear, put his hand to his ear. He's the, he's the Roman Reigns needle mover of the, the Roman Reigns Memorial needle mover of the year. Is CM Punk? <laughs> <laughs> um, but my wrestler yeah, but you just killed Roman Reigns on this podcast. That's terrible. What you got to kill someone to have a memorial? You just said Roman Reigns <laughs> memorial. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think they have to be dead. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't know that. The, you know, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a lot more funner. I mean, you know, it sounds. That's how badass he is. He gets a memorial even though he's still alive, right? You know, um, <laughs> an acknowledgement award, I, I, I presume. No, I guess my wrestler of the year. Um, it's between four guys, right? It's Cody Rhodes, 
Um, Will Ospreay, Swerve Strickland, and Dominic Mysterio. Those are my Dude, four. Dominic is not in this conversation. Why isn't he? Why isn't he? Nobody in wrestling gets a bigger reaction than him. Nobody in the company has worked more. I saw some stat. I think the, the people who wrestled the yeah, most Yeah, but Dominic has still had like six good matches. But all those matches were must-see. All those matches yeah. are, you know, he's in the running. I'm not saying he is there. I mean, I, I feel like you could make a case for Seth Rollins also. I think he's had a pretty, he's had a, yeah, he's no, had I, would, I would expect someone like, I mean, I would put Rollins in there over, over Dominic. I mean, I can't, but I can't, I don't want to not acknowledge the year Dominic has had though. He went from a guy. He deserves was, his own category. Right. Like he went from a guy who I thought was, you know, I mean, remember he, when he was tagging with, with Rey Mysterio and he was just kind of like, he just, his year's he, been insane. He, he looks, his year's he been looked, absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it started when he was like, Invading his parents' house on Thanksgiving <laughs> with Rhea yep. and like doing these viral videos. <laughs> That's when it videos. all started, yeah. And then like going with Bad Bunny and building this whole thing up, you know. Like there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. Maybe he's not my wrestler of the year, but he's getting he's getting a few first place votes. Definitely I'll tell interest you that. of the year, WrestleMania for sure, for sure. He gets some Dominic gets some first place votes in my book. But if I had to, I mean, Are you talking about just WWE? Or no, are you I'm, just I'm throwing saying, MJF saying, out with the bathwater here. <laughs> Uh no, I mean yes, MJF is definitely in the pool in the in the pool as well. But I gotta say, man, I have a hard time picking against Cody Rhodes as the wrestler of the year. I think Cody has done some things this year that, even though I think he's lost a little bit of momentum after you know October ish, November ish, where they were just kind of he was just kind of being like Jay Uso's, like, hey, he's good. I promise you, he's a good guy now, right? Like. I think not enough is talked about how he sort of kept the interest high in him, even though there were so many people that thought him losing at WrestleMania would have been the end of him or been like the end of his sort of popularity where it's only gotten bigger. He's only gotten became a bigger star since not winning the championship. And I think the momentum that he's carrying on, especially, you know, with the quality of matches he's had. I mean, come on. Like, we're, we're, I talked about the Brock Lesnar feud being one of my favorite feuds of the year, but I mean, one of my favorite moments of the year was when him and Jay won the, won the, won the tag team titles. And like, it was just a little bit, it was just a, it was like a cock tease of what it's going to be like at WrestleMania because that place went absolutely ape shit when they, when he, when they won that, those titles. So, um, I'll, I'll throw Cody in there. And I, I guess I got to throw Swerve in there too, man. I know it sounds a little bit biased, but I mean, he's had some incredible matches with Sting, with Darby, Swer the Hangman, two matches at Wrestle Dream. Listen, and that I'm going to ask you to choose between a guy who's on your list and a guy who's not. Okay. But let's have this argument. This is the next, the next either or. Okay. Swerve Strickland or Gunther? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm going with Gunther. I'm going with Gunther. I can't believe really? I, I, I'm going with Gunther. Yeah. I, oh he's just, my uh, gosh. He wasn't even on the list. He wasn't. You're right. But I, and this is, this is why, this is why I, I didn't prepare. I didn't have my list of names of people who I've, who I've loved this entire year. But I mean, Gunther, he has done with the Intercontinental Championship. Nobody has done in the past 20 years, I want to say, and make it a real legitimate, main event important title to have he's never had a bad match 
I've never seen this dude have a match that was boring. He is no nonsense. He is meat and potatoes, but man, I, I don't think there's anybody. The biggest compliment I can give somebody is that I don't think there's anybody in the world you could put in a ring with him and the match would suck. He can get a great match with anybody and he still has final boss vibes. Now, on Swerve, on the other hand, much as I love Swerve, I think he really came on strong from the second half of the year on. I think from like all in to now, like if this is the beginning of the year, like if, if the, his beginning of the year started at all in to now, he'd be my no brainer wrestler of the year. But I, I do think, you know, there was so there was a little bit of hiccups with the with the first ideation of the Mogul Embassy and having like those members kind of come in and drop off and the the AR Fox of it all and Parker Boudreau and all these people. They were still sort of figuring Swerve out. And, you know, he's had trench. Yeah, trench. That too. That Everybody guy. keeps forgetting trench. How could you forget that guy? You know, there's your wrestler of the year. <laughs> but um Nah, I mean, uh, I, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to Gunther over Swerve, man. Well, Brian, who do you take? Uh, between those two, Gunther. What? You guys are crazy. It's I don't want to get shots while trying to do a it's podcast. Close as hell, it's extremely close. One, is it? Swerve Swerve is as good a wrestler as Gunther. I know it's that's heresy to say it. At least that definitive. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's I think it's pretty easy to Swerve say. Swerve could have a good match with anybody in the freaking world. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, All I'm saying is, as far as his year is concerned. Mm -hmm. He, he, oh, okay. The beginning of the year. His, his I just don't think. I think at some at some point, you're right. You're absolutely you're right. Gunther's had a more solid year. He's had a more complete year. He went. He went the distance in the yeah, Royal I Rumble. Say that. <laughs> like, that, that, that was. Yeah, he went the distance to Royal Rumble. He had a classic at WrestleMania with, with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, and you know ever, ever the match with Chad Gable, classic. You know, like just just bang, just incredible match after incredible match, and. Even as dominant as he is, he still has had like this innate way to make everyone he goes in the ring with look like they have a chance until they don't. <laughs> and it's just like, oh man, this guy's he's the absolute truth. He's yeah, it's it's good. He can man. finish a match in different ways. He can hit you with the power bomb. Yeah. You know, he can um bust okay. the crab. It's our we're sort of in kayfabe land here because yes, he can do that, but that's sort of his gimmick too, mm -hmm. right? I mean, anybody can do it. Like, that's what know, makes it fun to watch, though. You know, Swerve can also bleed into your mouth. Like that's also a thing where you're, you know, that that's cool. That's um, body of work. Okay. Oh, here's a weird mm -hmm. one. Okay. Jay Uso or Christian Cage? That's a good one. That's a very very good one. <sighs> now Christian Cage, obviously, his patriarchy gimmick. The fact that I, I think I think you have to grade everything with Christian on the curve because he's one of those guys who a lot of people thought wouldn't be doing this anymore. So I think just anytime he gets to have a match where you're just like, holy shit, this guy still got it. Not only does he still got it, he's probably better than he's ever been. I think you got to give him like more points for that. But Jey Uso has been in the main event his entire year, even if he wasn't wrestling in it. Main evented night one of WrestleMania with his brother for the tag team titles. Um, you know, I think his match with Roman Reigns was solid, but it could have been better. But I think his character development has been better than anything he's been able to do in the ring. Um, I think his matches, you know, I, the thing about Jey Uso, though, 
I don't think he's really had a standout solo match yet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he, I don't think he's really had a match where I had to be like, everybody go out of your way to watch Jay Uso versus fill in the blank, right? He's had good matches. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't had that match yet that made you really say, oh shit, this is a, I had no idea Jay had that in him sort of thing, you know? Um, so I would say in that sense, um, I'd, I'd pick Christian over Jay Uso for that. Brian? That's a tough one. Um, I, I like Jay Uso slightly just because. Jay Uso certainly wrestled like way more matches. Yeah. Um, but just being to see what he's been able to do as far as getting a crowd behind him with the chant. Um, and, you know, even with the tag titles. And then like tonight, he has a world title match. And, you know, as Kaz was saying, not having that match, I'm like, wow, that could happen tonight. Uh, but I also like, you know, just, I mean, Christian's been doing some incredible stuff too. But with Christian, I think more about the character where I actually do mm-hmm. want to see what Jay does in the ring as well as the mm-hmm. character. So that's the reason why I give him a slight edge. This is the first draft of the wrestler of the year. I love that we're doing this. This is, we're having one-on-one matches. I don't know why I'm calling them either wars. One-on-one <laughs> matches between all these wrestlers to help suss this thing out. I got another one for you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about both these guys, but make the case. Seth Rollins versus MJF. Now that is a tough, that's a tough one, right? So here's my thing. We all know I'm a big MJF fan. I think his character work is great. I think his ability to under-promise and over-deliver in matches are great. Um, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world, period, right? But I, I, it, it's hard for me to have him over Seth Rollins where, you know, I don't necessarily think MJF outside of the Brian Danielson match, which, you know, it's Brian Danielson. I don't think he's had better matches than Seth Rollins this year. I just don't, you know. Um, I, I also believe that it has to at least, and I'm not Seth trying Rollins to... hasn't pulled double duty on any shows, which is something Seth Rollins has done before. I'm not just admitting not him, but right. you know, MJF's idea of working two matches Working through injuries, his partner is nowhere to be found. True, true, true. Spending multiple titles. True, true, true. Um, but I, I, I have to be real. I think the sort of elephant in the room when it comes to MJF and AEW is that this sort of tumultuous sort of year AEW has had, the ups and downs and all that stuff, has kind of been at the watch of MJF as your top guy. And, you know, not to say everything is falls on MJF's shoulders because of, you know, what's going on. But when you're comparing them to the other top guys, I guess you kind of have to, you know, put it all together and just see at the big picture. Like if, do you think if, okay, I'll ask you this. If you're Tony Khan and Seth Rollins and MJF are in front of you with a blank check, who are you giving the blank check to? Wait, I get one check. I just got to pick between these two you guys. You got a blank check. You got a blank check. None of these guys are on your I roster. In this thing? You're Tony Khan. Who are you? Who are you giving the blank check to? To say to 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 be my my main event guy. I'm giving it to I Seth can't. Rollins, man. And, and as as much as MJF is, do I lose MJF in the transaction? Yes. This is too complicated. Yes. This is you this get is the one sort of the other. math. This is sort of math that only the inventors of the Continental Classic scoring system could really do. <laughs> the the 
because losing MJF is so meaningful. But it is. getting Seth Rollins, I feel like that. This, I'll put it like the losing this. and the getting is a bigger deal. But if but if all that's in a vacuum, I'll put it like this. We're not talking about the PR reaction. We're talking yes. about the on-screen product. Yes, I think I enjoy MJF's work better, but. I'm still on the fence of him being a top guy over other top guys. No. Seth Rollins' year has been crazy. And, yes. And I think that one of the biggest things about it is how, compared to a year ago, how we just accept him as a top guy. And quite a as year good. ago, the conversation was whether or not he deserved to, like, it, it was all about how he deserved to be the top guy, but is he going to be able to hold it down? Even his character work has advanced to the point where, who was it? Was it, I think it was Kevin Nash, who mm -hmm. is, a font of such wisdom. Right. I say that unironically. Yes, he is. Every time there's like a Kevin Nash thing that goes viral, I'm just like, uh oh, I'm gonna be offended by this. It's like, <laughs> no, no, he's actually totally right. And I think he, I think it was him who said that Seth Rollins' character bothered him, and he never really got it. And then one day, it just clicked, and he was like, oh, he's Macho Man. Yeah, and yep. then it makes perfect sense. Seth Rollins has gotten to the point where, yeah, he's Macho Man, but he's now he's he is late stage, not late stage, like WCW, but he's like WWF champion era Macho Man where he is both this outsized character and a fully functional cog in the system, yep. right? He can be nutty, but he can also just do the things that you need day to day from a champion without being like distracting. Yep. And just um, going from my own sort of personal rating system, if, if Roman Reigns can't be my wrestler of the year due to work rate, and even though MJF has pulled double duty at big shows, they don't work house shows, right? Like Seth Rollins does TV. Yeah, I mean, he's that, also doing, you know, he's wrestling four times a week. You know what I mean? Sure. And defending that championship. So it's like, uh, I think that's a, I mean, that's like a marginal thing. Cause it's not like anybody has any choice in this. True. Right. True. I'll say this. I will give the slight edge, the slightest of edges to Seth Rollins. Um, but give, if you put MJF, if you put MJF a one on one against almost like ninety percent of other wrestlers that you you'll name, I'm picking MJF. I should I should hope over ninety percent. Yeah, I think I give the slice of edges to MJF because for better or worse, the company's built on his back right now, and Seth wants to be that guy, but is not that guy yet mm. because the company's too because WWE doesn't need him to be. No, right? That's true. But I don't know. Uh, it's 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 tough. It's very it's very, very tough. tough. It's very tough. They both have I, had great 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 years. I have so much fun watching MJF. So much of the time, I can say, I can say, honestly, that like it's not always my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. I you know, if I was gonna pop in one retrospective DVD of 2023, I might choose Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. But I think I give the slight edge to MJF. I, I personally enjoy MJF's work character work more than I enjoy Seth Rollins's but just objectively speaking like it, it's hard for me to put MJF's in-ring work over Seth Rollins's in-ring work I mean you know he, uh, all, lost in all this right like yeah Seth Rollins may not be a quote-unquote top guy in WWE because there's other top guys in there but he's helping establish a brand new world championship you know what I mean? For the entire year, which could be argued, yeah. you know, more important than anything that a lot of people are doing, you know, like whoever has to kind of the fact that he's been the one and only world heavyweight champion so far is, is because he's trying to set a bar that's that has to be cleared eventually. And I think that's probably as tough a gig as anything that you can do in in, in WWE or anywhere in professional wrestling. So I think that gives him another slight edge for me as far as uh, wrestler of the year. All right. Well, 
Brian, what's your take on that? MJF or Seth? I gotta go with Seth. I, I, I like both of your points. I just look at what Seth Rollins, um, you know, the matches he had with like Logan Paul and then AJ Styles to win the title, wrestling with a bad back. Um, mm-hmm. you know, K Faber not well, I, I believe that's hundred percent real. Uh, but mm. just and then the war games and everything he's been doing, I gotta go with Seth Rollins. But there's no spike to MJF at all. It's just no, I, I love no. with Seth Rollins. Like did. I said, if you put if you put if you match up MJF against like ninety or ninety five percent of other wrestlers, I'm probably gonna pick MJF. But like I just can't. You know, Seth has had an incredible year. Moxley has had an incredible year too. Like who does who does, who does Moxley go up against? I swear to God, Moxley's. I mean, yeah, he he has. Mm. And I think that if I'm Tony Khan, uh, the, the the dry erase board of like things to do is you got to make Moxley matter somehow, as if he's like one of the top two three wrestlers in the world. I mean, that's that's the, that's the objective for 2024. Yeah, he's I, that big. Well, I, he, if if it, if it was up to me. He'd be my he'd be my constant as a classic winner, I think. I think that's the way to to, to sort of go. Um, that's how you establish that thing and make it make it make it you know mean something year in years past, like year after year after year. You know, so um, and on top of that, I think my I think AEW's heyday. I don't know, man. I think that I mean I, I don't disagree with you, but I just don't. We've seen Mox's Mox's interim champion is not always this thing. Mox is is a as a I don't know. I don't he's know. Not, think, he's not a totem. I think I think Mox versus MJF is what matters. I think Mox versus having Mox involved in every top tier storyline because he's that guy, because he's that dangerous, because he's that but vital I, to the company. But I'd I'd, I'd 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 argue that AEW's peak was when Mox was at the top as the world champion. I, I think when they were doing, when they were absolutely clicking, was when the show revolved around him and being a world champion and being able to not just be a fighting champion, but be a fighting champion all over the world. You know, um, there, there's, there's a lot of the AEW DNA and John Moxley's entire character, as far as just being a, a superstar, somebody who's known the world over, but is also a no nonsense, no bullshit, like straight up grappler that can go with anybody. He could do hardcore matches. He could do, you know, MMA style submission, you know, grapple, yeah, ground right. and pr- all right. that type of stuff. Like he's he's got it all, man. And if you want to make that Constantine Classic mean something, I think he's the guy who wins it first, and you know, okay. turns it into yeah. something. Ryan, John Moxley or Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Wrestler of the Year. <laughs> I mean, Brutus had a couple media appearances. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that was a good first draft. We'll use that to move on. We're going to talk about this every week now. And we're going to figure out who the wrestler of the year was. By, by the have end a good, of the year, we will if have If you a have good. a good one-on-one, if you're, if you're listening to this, you have a good one-on-one. You want us to debate who's better, one person or the other. Give us the one-on-one. You can tweet it, Brian. Tweet it, Ringer Wrestling. Uh, we'll, we'll have that debate. Um, so let's keep fantasy booking, man. Is there any news that we actually have to get to? That Brian match was so sick this weekend. I'm a... I'm a <sighs> FTR and... Um, and uh, the House of Black, we, any the House of Black is over like Rover, and I wonder if it's partly because they're so different than everything else. Yeah, people just pop. You know, it's like the way like, like if they sent out you know, Gilbert with the Undertaker costume <laughs> and intro for at a house show, people would still go nuts, right? I mean, mm. it's just like you want to be you just to react. Yeah, great presentation. But they're oh man, I really enjoy them. They're very good. The House of Black. 
Very, some of the AEW fans really hate them right now, like the real nutty ones. Yep. After CM Punk left, they're trying to like get rid of axe all the people who've ever expressed discontent or then rumors they're discontent. But man, House of Black, yeah, is AEW they fans should be super vital. Hilarious. They've, well, WWE's got their fair share. They These sure do. Wrestling fans. The wrestling fans <laughs> in general are just fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I really was into, uh, I know we just spoke about Moxley before, but like he cut this promo, I think, after Dynamite that they showed on Collision where he was basically saying like, you know, if, if me being in this tournament was like not a good idea, I'm not going to know until it's too late. And like, it was so good. People were like, yo, like, is this John Moxie all right? Like, is he like really, you know, physically, mentally all there or whatever? And it's talking about fighting his way out. I thought that was some of the best promo work, you know, I've seen in a long time from him. And um, I thought that was really a uh, compelling stuff and i think that's probably one of the big reasons where i'm like that might make the most sense for him to either win it or at least get to the finals and that lead and and then you know eventually just be out of just run out of gas you know what i mean like it, it seems like the story that's sort of telling with with moxley um but yeah man um collision was cool i got to i went to barclays friday for smackdown to see see uh you know randy orton and uh, everybody that was over there late night, it was a great show. Uh, I got to see a lot of folks that I hadn't seen in a while. They were all very, very nice. And, um, man, it's I saw all that. Yeah. Yeah. Posted a picture with, 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 with Triple H and Wale, uh, backstage and gorilla. I got the point, which the is point? Nice. You got the finger point. Got the point, man. It was, I got the, I got the coveted. Does that mean you're going to Orlando? I you're going to start so. training? I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take some back bumps. But uh, it was an interesting, it was an interesting conversation that was happening back there, man. Um, not just between Triple H. There was a lot of people back there. William Regal, Heyman, Seth, Cody, Dom, Solo, J, uh, Jimmy. Um, you know, it was just really good to see, you know, that they're, they're, they're traveling family and it's always nice catching up with folks that hadn't seen in a while. And they always have really nice to say, nice things to say about the podcast and about us in general. And, uh, just seeing how much more, <laughs> I guess, relaxed everything is. <laughs> right? Like I'm so used to being in such a place of, of, of high stress and high anxiety. Mm-hmm. And just seeing everyone just so just chill and shit is cool and work is cooking and the product is as hot as it's ever been. It's like, wow, like this is, this is great to see. This is great to see. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I think, we, I think the, the dark match was, was Shinsuke versus Seth. And that was awesome seeing Shinsuke and Seth, uh, battle it out. And also, man, Brooklyn crowds are always a good crowd especially in New York. Uh, but they really went up for Randy Orton, man. Like he is like, Randy is sort of like entering this level of he's impossible to boo now. Right. Yeah. Like he, he's reached the, he's reached a level where like, even if I think he turns heel and does like some, some wildly foul stuff, I still think people are going to cheer him. Like he's, he's one of the dudes that, if you're from that ruthless aggression era or, you know, we're, we're, we're all getting older and we're all starting to appreciate our legends more because you just never know how long you guys have with them. I mean, Brock is 
Brock is still sort of part-time, but he's still around. Batista's gone. Cena is more or less part-time, but he's not really a full-timer anymore. And Randy's Randy's still there. And, you know, he's sort of like, he's the wrestler's wrestler, man. Like, he's the guy. He's the guy, dude. Like, he is someone who, I think just by his presence on the show and just being like, just seeing him stand up next to guys that we've watched for the past several weeks and be like, God damn, like how deep is this roster? They could just go into the chamber and have like a ready-made peak Randy Orton ready to go. And I'm like, yep, that's my Royal Rumble main event. Tribal Chief and Randy Orton. Like, I want to see that now, you know? Um, and it's crazy thing. They've only had one match ever against each other on a, on a premium live event. And I think that was SummerSlam several years ago when he like sort of, I think that was Roman Reigns' first premium live event solo uh-huh. match also. And I remember that very vividly because I was like, oh man, this is a perfect sort of match to see if Roman is like ready to break out from the shield and break out from these tag team matches. And, you know, it's crazy how much has changed between those two ever since then. So I really hope they get to tell that story. And now that Randy is pretty much locked in on the bloodline and locked in on Heyman and, 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 and everybody over there and eventually Roman Reigns, I think it's going to be a really good story being told over there. Uh, so I, I was excited. What did you What did you take away from SmackDown this week? Um, uh, it was a good show. Uh, I, I think. I think that they. I think that SmackDown. I'm I, man. This shouldn't be my take. I feel like I should leave this take to somebody else. Mm. But honestly, I was just like. It, if, it, to me, it had some of the lack of air that Raw did. Mm-hmm. I feel like you you release you you lose the Kraken, which is CM Punk onto the world, and then you just try to act like he doesn't exist. It's a weird look, <laughs> you know. I know he's going to be there next week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you this: they were chanting his name the entire show. And when the graphic popped up that CM Punk was going to be there next week at tri- a tribute to the troops, Brooklyn booed loudly. <laughs> like they were, yeah. they were expecting him to be up in there. So I mean, yeah, is- no, it's true. I mean, I like the thing. I like the U.S. Championship uh, field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the the melee that erupted. I don't know if Kevin Owens is actually hurt, broken hand or not. I'm guessing that probably won't affect things too much. We'll be out there with a boxing glove on, and it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yo, Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane looked really weirdly rough. There's, they've had good matches. There was something. I don't know if it was clear they're live, but there was, there was a lot of communication problems or something going on during that match on TV. Yep. I don't know if Kyrie's just getting back into shape. I mean, she didn't. She wasn't on a real active schedule before she came to WWE. Um. I don't and know, I'm sure man. there's a, there's a there's a at least a, a smidge of a language barrier between yeah, but there the should, two. But that but should there be the least be, concerns, you know? you know. I mean, uh, they, they've had good matches before, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Mm, that happens. Uh, that's a, uh, I, I, that's a weird. Yeah. But she's in a weird job going from like you know, she gets signed and she's immediately in the role of sort of, you know, damage controls designated loser you know she's going to be wrestling all these well worker at least Mm -hmm. not loser you know i mean she's because bailey's not working all of these matches and obviously you know she's your champ 
Dakota's hurt. You know, I mean, it's, she's she's in a very specific role. She's going to be out there a lot. I think she'll figure it out. I mean, I, she's obviously really great. Um, but again, it's been a weird stretch for Bel Air too. You know, it's it. I mean, not bad. Yeah, there's been whatever, some like but, there's been some like uh, weird sort of backlash she's been getting recently. Like I, I would say, like some. Well, it's weird, but you're right. She's gotten well for a long time. She's gotten that she's the female Cena. Yep. Backlash. Yep. But they're for a while, for a minute, like they're going to let her deal with that in character on screen, and then they just sort of backed off of it. And now well, they're not really giving her any opportunity to do anything mm-hmm. of meaning uh, uh, with with meaning. So now she really is just sort of the female John Cena. She just runs in to like set up big matches, and then that's it. I mean, it's 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 all it's very strange. Okay, so let's the best wrestling show of the week. By the way, was Impact Show. <laughs> I don't know how long we can talk about this, but the IPWF, I don't mean to demean them by saying they should just do this every week, but if you haven't seen it, they did their second, I think their second, IPWF, like, throwback show where they're all working, like, silly gimmicks and whatever, and, and you know, out of character, and wrestling, like, they did a full wrestling show, and it was fucking awesome. Mm. Like, it was just the best thing in the world. But, um, since we're not going to, spend the entire episode talking about that, I guess. Um, although maybe we should. I'm going to tell say a couple of names and let's start fantasy booking WrestleMania since we already did our wrestlers of the year. Who do you have against Randy Orton at WrestleMania? Hmm. What is your dream match? May I ask a question? It's a very good question. Um, I don't know. I do not know. Because it's impossible to boo him. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you what I let me tell you what I think. Okay. We've heard a lot of rumors about Gunther moving up to card, about Gunther Brock, whatever. Oh, I know who I put Randy Orton. To me, me, this feels like WWE doesn't quite get their Shit together in time, and we have Gunther versus Orton at Mania. Okay. Like, Gunther doesn't really, Gunther doesn't really evolve, and this is his big final before he moves up challenge, and he'll beat, he'll beat Orton at Mania. That, that would be my guess. I don't, that's not fantasy. No. That's my guess. You know, it would be my fantasy match. A lot of moving parts would have to take place, but I still think it's possible. Randy Orton versus Okada. Right? <laughs> like, can you and imagine? Now we're just going crazy. Well, Okada's right. about that to be a be free great. agent. He's about to be a free yeah. agent apparently. And there's been talks allegedly. Well, but Randy's officially a SmackDown member now, I guess. So that kind of messes up the Gunther thing. True. But okay, maybe yours is closer to reality than mine. Orton, Orton versus Okada at WrestleMania. Banger. Ill poses. Just clean ass, smooth ass wrestling for 30 minutes. Mm. That's Okada's debut show. match. It's got to be his debut match, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, bring the Raymaker. Could you, yeah, it would be absolutely sick. To WrestleMania. So, Hell yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's an opening match yes. at WrestleMania. Open the doors and then just blow the roof off of that shit. But how big is Randy Orton right now? He's like big, like physically? No, 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 no. Like, how popular? How over is Randy Orton right now? Oh, he was he was over like Rover in Brooklyn. Like, that... that the pop he got for his signature pose on the ring was the loudest pop of anything. It was it was just as loud Could as. Could you book Randy Orton into the Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania? You have the pin. Mm-hmm. 
Could that could that be a, your number one the number one match? I think you know. Funny enough, like I did think there's a way there, right? I, I do think there's the story that you can tell with Cody and and Roman, Cody and Randy. You know, um, whereas you know Cody is more or less Rome, R- Randy's on screen sort of mentor, I would say. But I, Randy I, is I, Cody's mentor, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I must have said that wrong. But I mean, there's, there's a way, there's ways in there. There's definitely ways in there with, with that you can finish the story with Randy and Roman and, and Cody. And, you know, maybe you do the whole Daniel Bryan thing where you just stack the odds so highly against him that this sort of, you know, makes last, makes up for last year or whatever on some Rocky shit. But, uh, nah, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. I would, I would, I would, I would just run it back, uh, with the one on one. Um, but I don't know, man, like Randy's such a special attraction in his own. I don't think there's anybody you need to really book him into something that makes it a long-term storyline, which makes me think you throw Randy Orton in the sort of the dream match role that Seth Rollins has had in the past several years. We're just like, we're just going to find the coolest fucking match we could do and, and, and just have Randy do it. <laughs> you know? So, um, Yes, probably Gunther also if if he's not uh, going up against Brock Lesnar. Uh, Sheamus is sort of lurking around as well. I mean, Sheamus is always good for a good match, but I don't know if that really motivates people to go watch it. Um, how about this? What, what, what would you... Can I interest you in, in Randy Orton, Braun Breaker at WrestleMania? Yes. Is that a, a dope second generation or third generation... You know, welcome to the big leagues, kid. Sort of you match. Can to- you, yes, we can. You, yeah, you can one hundred percent give badass Braun Breaker as the heel, Randy as the baby face. You can't bow him. I think you could. You could make that work. You could definitely make that work. I think. Um, I'm just trying to think. Who's sitting over there on SmackDown? Oh my gosh! Make- now think. Now that I think about it, oh my gosh! When Paul Heyman went to NXT a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and you know he, he's talking to, to Braun he's Breaker. In, he's in bronze ear. He's in bronze ear. You know what I mean? Like there could be somebody. I mean, that- I think that the, I think that along the same uh, same lines as the Gunther idea, you could do Solo versus Randy. You know, mm-hmm. Solo already got the win over Cena. He's going to start taking out. Now he's a new legend killer. Going to take out Randy Orton. But man, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be, this is the tough dance card to get on. This mm-hmm. WrestleMania, oh, WrestleMania yeah. in Philadelphia. Two nights, I mean, there's going to be plenty of space, but I don't know. I mean, at some point you're just like trying to book singles matches into tag matches to make <laughs> use of the time. What can we do? I mean, Okada would be insane. Oh, what yeah. can you do with a word that really, truly feels like it matters? Uh, I don't know. I think I think Braun's in there. I think Braun's in that conversation. Braun's good. Mm-hmm. Hell, Braun's even good. Logan Paul's sort of in that conversation too, you know. But I, I got what's the dream Logan Paul match at WrestleMania? Is it LA Knight? Bendito, that was man. Good Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, shut it the fuck down. That is that is a that is a five star classic. Waiting to do, happen. Do you need a vet um, in there? Like, I do think you need a vet in okay. there. I'm just I'm just going crazy and there's obviously there's real life reasons why I'm not sure that match will ever really happen. I don't think that'll happen yeah. <laughs> no and it's also and they're also even though Logan Paul is presented as a legit wrestler and Bad Bunny to his own I mean in his own way it would just look silly. Yeah they have super not, they've been they've only the, the been point in the is that they're The point is that they're both like overcoming the odds yeah. you know when they get in there and wrestle professional full time yeah. wrestlers. Yeah they both they've both been in the ring with like 
the vets of vets, right? Like guys that can carry a broomstick through a match. And not to downplay anything Logan Paul or Bad Bunny has done, but having two guys in there with no real anchor or real, you know, person to kind of hold the match together uh, might be the greatest thing or the worst thing <laughs> ever. But I think people would still want to see it. I'd want to see it. Um, I think as of right now, the the dream Logan Paul match is LA Knight for the US title. Yeah. And I think you you kind of crown LA Knight and give him that moment to, to What's really your dream I'm I'm know I'm skipping all over the place. What's your dream Rhea Ripley match for WrestleMania? <sighs> I don't know how long they could they could they could hold off on Rhea versus Bianca or Rhea versus Becky. It's gotta be one of those two. Um Rhea and Bianca, I think, is a main event, a WrestleMania main event. Um, but I also am not sure if it's a WrestleMania main event a year from now, you know, like, I don't yeah. know if people get cooled off on the idea of those two locking it up and how much time you can well, you keep got, them You have like a handful of very, very top flight female wrestlers in WWE, but we've seen most of these matchups before, right? Yes. I mean, we got, you know, Charlotte and Becky Lynch are dancing around each other again, mm -hmm. their buddies, but you know, we'll see how long that lasts. You talked last week about... They're teasing the horsewomen again. Obviously, Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks. Come on now. Could step into any of these spots. Come on theory. now. Yep. <laughs> um, I think I agree with you. Uh, but also, and whatever you do, whatever you do with Bianca Belair, it's got to be part of a bigger project. And I don't know if you do that with Rhea. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Oscar, but I don't think. The Bianca Oscar match from WrestleMania last year really did her that many favors, you know. Like I think Bianca's mm -hmm. at a point where she's either the main event or she's the main attraction. Like I don't think you just throw her out there anymore. So if it's not against Rhea Ripley, it's got to be for a championship or against a a megastar. Well, can you do <laughs> damage control versus the four horsewomen? Like that? Like Bailey gets kicked out. <laughs> Are there enough in damage control left? Yeah. Wait, one, two, three. Yeah. If Dakota can go. If Dakota can go, you got Asuka, Kyrie, and EO versus Charlotte, Becky, Woo. Bailey, and Sasha. And then you do Come and then on. you can do Rhea versus Bianca Belair as your like Come big on. championship match. There it is. There it is. You did it. But that's almost, I mean, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know if they've ever done have they? I don't know when's the last time they've done a big multi-person tag match like that that would tell a story mm -hmm. at wrestlemania so i don't know if that's a wrestlemania match um and also i'm sure there's there's at least three or four women in there that i want to see in solo matches at wrestlemania also so um you put that in birth. i think a lot of that yeah yeah there you go there you go i think what? you in a, in a elimination chamber in australia you know i, I think yeah. i think maybe you pull the trigger on rhea versus bianca there too mm -hmm. i mean if you want to lean into yeah if you want to lean into jane cena and have bianca go into the most hostile environment she's ever been in in her life have her walking down the aisle in australia against Rhea Ripley. Oh my god. <laughs> for the for the world championship. Like that's yeah. how you that's how you go full on. Yeah, nah, she's the real Jane Cena now. <laughs> and I think the next time you put Bianca Belair in the big in the big picture in the title match, especially at WrestleMania time, you got to be talking about a heel turn or a major just, you know, just something about evolving the character. Mm -hmm. And I, I just maybe that's the answer though. 
you know, you're in Australia, like Rhea Ripley is going to get cheered. Like that's the time to do it because otherwise it's at WrestleMania, like Rhea Ripley are gonna, is going to get booed lovingly by everybody there. I don't know what, I don't know how you play off of that. I guess you can figure out a way, th- a way through with anything. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get out of here. We've started fantasy booking WrestleMania. We started our wrestlers of the year. I got one more one-on-one for you. Yes. Before we go. Yes. Orange Cassidy versus Sami Zayn. <sighs> Orange Cassidy low-key might be my favorite wrestler. He, I, I feel like a couple months ago, I said Orange Cassidy was my wrestler of the year. Right? Like, yeah. I think we I left did. Him out of, we, we kept forgetting to say his name, and we said earlier, that's why I'm saying it right now. This is why. He, he should definitely be in the conversation. He should definitely be in the conversation. Um, I'll say Sami Zayn sort of slowed his... Uh, his, his his momentum kind of slowed a little bit after the tag yeah, team titles. Probably, yeah, probably a more significant 2022 overall. For sure. I'm giving it to Orange Cassidy. But in 2023... He was at the peak. Oh, yeah. The beginning of this year, he was at a place where almost no wrestler ever gets. Oh, man. Uh, Montreal. His peak was higher than anywhere Orange Cassidy has been this year by a long shot. Oh, yeah. I would say I would say the match at Montreal, um, getting a pin, the pin over over Roman and Solo, um, you know, walking out and in, in, uh, at Crown Jewel with, with you know with uh, you know with the with the, mm-hmm. with the outfit on, I thought it was one of the coolest moments in in WWE history. Honestly, just thinking about you know how he never would work Crown Jewel for for multiple reasons, personal reasons, and you know that that entrance was so incredible. Um, but yeah, you could say his peak was higher, but I, I just think an overall body of work, just year wise, I got to give it to Orange Cassidy, definitely. Okay. Brian? Yeah, I gotta go with Orange Cassidy. You know, the way he's been holding it down. And I love Sammy yeah. Zayn, but Orange Cassidy slightly. I feel like he's been like I feel like Sammy has that's how de- ta- Sammy Zayn was the tag team champ for like six months yeah. with Kevin Owens. Yeah. You're not giving any credit. I'm gonna to give this him guy. credit, but I just feel like You know what he's been through? Yeah, guy, he got to the top of the mountain and it all ripped away. He also broke up from the bloodline. <laughs> he still came so. out with the big win at WrestleMania. <laughs> he gives some negative points for that. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I agree <laughs> with that one. But, you know, this is what this one-on-one's all about. Um, no, Orange Cassie's had an insane mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. All right, well, we've made a lot of big decisions today. We started making a lot of big decisions. Today. Yeah. Ask me, ask me, we gotta, we gotta do a weekly, like, here, weekly let me, let's check in. that's what I want to do. I'll, we're every edit. day until the last episode of the year, we're going to figure out, the we will figure out the wrestler of the year and, and, fi- and figure out the re- the main events of WrestleMania. <laughs> so. well, who's seeing punk fighting at WrestleMania? <sighs> I'm not at liberty to talk about that. <laughs> you know the answer? I do. <laughs> well, I have a good idea, but uh, I know who I'd want to see. Who would you want to see? Seth Rollins? Roman Reigns? Mixture of both. Mixture of both. Um, Triple threat? Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there is, I think, I think Seth Rollins Don't versus Steve Austin. That's the match to me. That's the match I want to see at WrestleMania. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure the possibility uh, it's not even 2024 yet. So I'm sure many things could change, but that is, that is my dream match. Who goes over in that match? Punk. Put him to sleep. Punk's got to win. He's got, you got to give, cannot, you got to Punk es- something. Cause I don't want Punk as my world champion. If I have the bet at the bend, I don't want him as my world champion. I want him as my special attraction. One thing you do 
and if Austin is is willing to come back, you already you already went over Kevin Owens, right? Like, if you really want to reestablish CM Punk as a big fucking deal once again, you have him pin Stone Cold Steve Austin in the middle of the ring. I'm going to say this right now: CM Punk cannot GTS Stone Cold Steve. Austin. He absolutely can, and he must. <laughs> That's no. what I'm saying. He can. Stone Cold and Steve he Austin must. looks like a normal man, but he weighs roughly 1,200 pounds. There is no way. <laughs> That guy is going up Listen, on the shoulders. He gave, and he gave, he gave Brock Lesnar a go to sleep. You know, a good one too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he could do it. But Brock helps. Stone Cold is just yeah. Stone Cold is like sixty percent hips and ass, bro. That's a lot of weight <laughs> to, to put to put on his shoulders. Right, a lot would of you, weight. Would you rather see Punk versus Stone Cold or Punk versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> the only matches I want to see Hulk Hogan against is like Bobby Lashley, Big E, uh, Kofi Kingston, um, the Street Profits, maybe the handicap match. <laughs> That's the only Hulk Hogan matches I want to see in the in the twenty two thousand twenty four, bro. That's it. Hell, give Hulk Hogan versus Trick Williams. That's all I want to see. <laughs> I can book that. Whoop that trick. Can you imagine 70,000 people chant whoop that trick on Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would that would that would feed generations, bro. Um but I will say this, another match that I think I want to see at WrestleMania, but wouldn't happen at WrestleMania, but I, I think is 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 the is the feud I'm looking forward to the most with CM Punk is CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. I think that is going to be the one that, uh, you know, I know the Seth stuff is personal and obviously he's got stuff with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, but I just think there is so much good shit to be had between the Cody Rhodes and CM Punk eventual rivalry about who really was the voice of the voiceless, who really was the person living their raps out there between yeah. Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. And that's going to be something I hope they, I hope they hold on to hold off on that until after WrestleMania and just like rock that out until SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's going to well, be, Punk will be gone by then. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yes. You always got to get in all your stuff that. because uh, it won't last forever. All right. <laughs> Great show. Thank you for doing this. You want to get your plugs in on the way out? Yeah, man. You can catch me on Counter Fanatic Sportsbook Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, say less with Caslo King and Rosie. You can always listen to that on my podcast feed. Um, thank you so much again for all the shout outs on Spotify Wrapped. I'm, I'm trying to get back to... I've made at least five videos to people replying and thanking them for listening to the show. Uh, I don't think we did. I don't do a lot of engagement with like our actual listeners. So I want to try and do as much as I can before Spotify wrapped is done. So thank you so much for those. And um, yeah, uh, you can also catch me on WWE Ultimate. And uh, this is awesome on Peacock right now. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Run Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Pete, and of course, The Masked Man. I got one more shout out, Dave. And? And? One more shout out. Shout out to Ase Wrestling. A-S-E-W Wrestling took place this past weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, An incredible independent wrestling event with uh, dope black creators, dope black wrestlers. Shout out Darius Lockhart, Faye Jackson, Trisha Dora, um, all the incredible dope black performers that put that show together. I think Loot performed also. Shout out my guy, Say Less performer as well. 
Um, let's say a, a friend of the podcast, let's say a shout out Big Swole and uh, continue to support independent wrestling, man. Uh, yeah, man. Follow them at ASE Wrestling on uh, X check or that Twitter. Out. I'm, I'm planning a trip to Charlotte all around. Again, check so. it out, man. It's fire. Uh, check out Impact. As mentioned before, check out, uh, if you didn't see Eddie Edwards post-match promo, check that out. There's a lot of, lot of things of beauty in pro wrestling right now. Um, trying to think, is there anything else that we didn't talk about? Check out O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s tweets. <laughs> He's <Bro>. great. <laughs> <laughs> O'Shea Jackson, uh, he, we, him and him and Tyrese Halliburton are on, are on my hit list for next year, bro. Him. We got to get, get them both. Got to get them both. Talk to grabs. Um, open invitation. Open. Oh, it's whatever. I got my world championship belt. Stand in the middle of the ring. Come on. <laughs> Actually, I agree with a lot of the stuff he says, but she should come on the show. For anyway, sure. thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our producer, Brian H. Waters. Thank you to our EP, Bing Cruz. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, humanoids. Peace. Peace.